Ahead of the Curve Two Years at Harvard Business School By Philip Delves Broughton Narrated by Simon Vance Copyright 2008 by Philip Delves Broughton This unabridged audiobook is published by arrangement with the Penguin Press, a member of Penguin Group USA, Inc., and was produced in the year 2008 by Tantor Media, Incorporated, which holds the copyright thereto. Preface I did not go to Harvard Business School planning to write a book about the experience. In fact, after ten years as a journalist, I went there to recover from writing, to stop looking at the world around me as a source of potential stories. I wanted to learn about business in order to gain control of my financial fate and, more important, my time. I was tired of living at the end of a cell phone, prey to an employer's demands. A master's in business administration, I hoped, would be my path to greater knowledge about the workings of the world and broader choices about the life I might lead. I say this only to make clear that this book was never intended as an inside raid. In many ways I loved my two years at Harvard. My classmates were smart and considerate. The faculty was, for the most part, inspiring and committed. The facilities and the speakers who came to spend time with us were quite extraordinary. As a catbird seat for viewing capitalism, there is no better place. For me and everyone I knew, Harvard changed the view of our futures and the possibilities available to us through business. But it was an intense time, far more intense than I'd ever imagined. The workload, especially in the first few weeks, was crushing, as we struggled to learn the functional areas of business, finance, accounting, operations, marketing, and organizational behavior. As the months passed, the pressure to find jobs, the right jobs, became a separate education in itself, beyond what occurred in the classroom. This book is my attempt to describe my experience and that of my classmates in this cauldron of capitalism. Reading through the diary I kept during my two years there, I was surprised by the emotions the experience drew out of me. I had expected a more neutral time at business school, a period of study and preparation for a different career. Instead, we MBA students spent much of our time discussing our ambitions and the kinds of lives we wanted for ourselves and our families. This debate looms large in the book, alongside accounts of what we learned in class— what the many famous speakers said, and how we went about deciding what to do for work. To have the opportunity to study at Harvard Business School is a great gift. Any gripes, criticisms, or anxieties I express should be taken for what they are, high-class problems. In 1960, 5,000 MBAs graduated from American universities. In 2000, the number had risen to a 100,000. The MBA course now comes in all kinds of flavors. There is the classic two-year full-time residential course, which I took. But you can now study for an MBA part-time, online, at night, or in multiple international locations. Where capitalism goes, the MBA follows. The number of MBA applicants in the Middle East, China, and India is soaring. Survey after survey has shown that MBAs tend to receive higher salaries, and better jobs. Those three precious letters have become a calling card, and in some cases a requirement for success in business. While I attended Harvard Business School, 
HBS, as I shall often refer to it, between 2004 and 2006, the school's alumni included the President of the United States, the Secretary of the U.S. Treasury, the President of the World Bank, the Mayor of New York City, not to mention the CEOs of General Electric, Goldman Sachs, and Procter & Gamble. HBS alumni filled 20% of the top three jobs of the Fortune 500 companies. The newly fashionable private equity and hedge fund industries were stacked with Harvard MBAs who were received like gods when they returned to campus. It was daunting and thrilling to join such a powerful lineage. The school believes that the kind of leadership required to succeed in business can also be applied to other spheres, politics, education, healthcare, the arts. I did not come from a business background and instinctively resisted this notion that business people should be running everything. It was a question that came up repeatedly over the next two years, and it cuts to...